Is Shechem a place of misfortune? Is Shechem a place where bad things happen? Because it does seem that way from the story that Rashi tells us about Yosef going to Shechem and from there he gets sold until, of course, you analyze what Rashi is really saying and it's far more nuanced than it appears. In Pasuk of Ayom Lo Yosef, on the Pasuk that says that Yaakov Avinu told Yosef, Lech go see the well-being of your brothers, check up on them, check up on the sheep. And he sent him away from Hebron, last two words are relevant. And he came, Yosef came to Shechem. So Rashi takes those two words and he comments in his Mepharish, This is a place that is predisposed to misfortune. Later we'll go into the details of what Rashi tells us about that misfortune. What's bothering Rashi? What is difficult to understand in the simple, uh, simple reading of the Pasuk? That would lead Rashi to have to explain that Shechem is a place of misfortune. Just tell us a story. He went to Shechem. That's it. I don't have to know the nature of Shechem. So we're going to see that there are two groups of commentaries on Rashi who offer two possible opinions about why Rashi had to address this. The first is Mepharshim Lenin. A certain group of commentators say, as we the state because the Torah has already told us where he is going. Because Yaakov says to Yosef, Your brothers are looking after the sheep in Shechem. Okay, so now we know if he's going to the brothers, that's where he's going. So surely it's not necessary for the Pasuk to once again clarify where did Yosef go to Shechem. We know that's where he's going because he's going to his brothers and his brothers are already in Shechem. The pastor could have just said, and he went there, there being where he was told to go, i.e. Shechem. We don't know where that location is. Therefore, the fact that the pastor repeats and emphasizes, he's going where? To Shechem. Rashi is obviously telling us that the Torah wants us to know that Shechem is renowned for what? It's renowned for being a place that is predisposed to misfortune. That's the one opinion. Now, it's a great opinion, but it would be difficult to say from a simplistic understanding of the Pasuk, as does this Rashi and that that's what Rashi needed to deal with. Vile for a few reasons. Number one, Aleph. It's not the first time that we have seen in the Torah that the Torah repeats a location after it's already told it to us. In fact, even in our parasha, we're going to see that. There are many occasions where the Torah repeats the name of a place. And doesn't just simply say, oh, you know where we're referring to, so now we're just going to say a generic there. Like, for example, in our own parasha, where Yosef is put into prison, so it says, He was placed into the prison. And he was there in the prison. There, the Torah has now repeated the location. And then it continues, that Yosef had a, a, a position of authority over all the prisoners who were where in the prison. Three times the same location. Das heist as in der Hapshat is a kind me a neat, was the Pasuk Zokbe from Borer. Therefore, it is no big question, certainly from a Pshat perspective, if the Torah gives us a clear location, and then repeats that same location again. Number two. So first of all, it is not unusual for the Torah to repeat locations. Second of all, if the Torah, for whatever reason, 
raises the question by repeating the word Shem in our context, the repetition happens before this occasion. Base. A Barashi's kosher canal. If Rashi is really bothered, as the Mephoshim say, by the repetition of the word Shem, then Rashi should have raised his concerns already in the preceding Pasuk where it says, He says, Oh, your brothers are looking after the sheep in Shem. Already at that point, it wasn't surely necessary to reiterate that where are they looking after the sheep? In Shechem. Because the Pasuk already told us beforehand, that we were already told that the brothers went to look after their father's sheep in Shechem. So surely in the Pasuk it could have just said, I'm going to send you to your brothers. Why repeat Shem? So if that really bothered Rashi, he should have mentioned it earlier. And thirdly, technical, but somebody who's familiar with Rashi's style will know this. If it's true that all that worries Rashi is the repetition of the word Shem, then the only word he needed to use as the title of this Rashi is that word Shema, Nit Oich Vayavoy. He did not have to include the word Vayavoy as well. So it doesn't seem that Rashi is concerned by the fact that Shem is repeated. So what is bothering Rashi? Let's look at the other group of Mephoshim. Under Mephoshim learning, as Rashi is doisim to Mazbe Zayim Favos, as Davin Bechlal Stein, Diverta Vayovoy Shema. So the other Mephoshim say the truth is, forget about the fact that there's a repetition of the location that Yosef goes to Shem. Why do you have to know the location at all? Lemai Nafkemina, Vusis given to Vayim to Eu Ishgamer. Why is it relevant to us at all to know where he encounters the so-called anonymous man, which apparently is Gavriel? Zerashi says, you know why the Torah has to tell us where this happened? To draw our attention to the nature of the place. This is a place that is predisposed to misfortune. That's the other perspective of Mephoshim. And it's also not so smooth based on Rashi's normal approach. It's also not an easy explanation to accept and understand why. The Torah has already told us that, that Yosef's brothers are in Shem. And the Torah has told us that Yaakov has sent Yosef to his brothers who are in Shem. So then it's logical and normal for the Pasuk to now continue telling us as Yosef is that where did Yosef go? Where he was sent. Where was he sent? In Shem. That's where he was sent to. Not only is it normal for the Pasuk to say that he went to the place that he was sent to, the context of this particular story will only make sense when we know where he's supposed to be going. Nochmer. So this is the next layer of our problem with this interpretation of the Mephoshim. In the in the subsequent telling of the story, we find that Yosef is kind of a little muddled in the field. And so therefore he says to this so-called man, the Malach Gavriel, or whoever it might have been, according to different Mephoshim, he says, As I'm looking for my brothers. To which he gets the response, The man tells him, Well, actually, they've left this point. So once we understand the context that he gets to a location, looks for his brothers, he's a bit confused because they're not there. He asks where they are, gets told they've gone somewhere else. 
is pashut at Sidibn Hemshech Asipur. So then, obviously, to continue with a logical flow of the story, we need to know where Yosef got to and then looked around and said, where are my brothers? So it's actually relevant to know that he got to Shechem. He was sent to Shechem because that's where his brothers were supposed to be. He arrives in Shechem and they're not there. Okay, so the flow of the Pasuk actually makes perfect sense. There's no big questions over here. Why tell me the location? Because without this information, the flow of the story would make no sense. He's lost, looking around. I'm looking for my brothers. And the response being, they've left here. So we're back to square one. What bothers Rashi about the expression, that Yosef came to Shechem, that he feels compelled to tell us it is a place of Puranoyos. That's not where Rashi's commentary ends. Rashi explains context of the kind of misfortune that is associated with Shechem. Vaites Rashi Mamshech, so Rashi continues, Shom kilkilu ashvotim. Shechem is the place where the Shvotim made a serious moral mistake. Shom inu es dina, that's the place where Dina was assaulted and abducted. Shom nechkom alchus beis Dovin, and that's the place where the kingdom of David was split into two kingdoms. Shenema vayedech rechovam Shechem, as the Pasuk says, rechovam who was the, the, the scion of David, goes to Shechem. We're going to have five questions on what Rashi's just said. First of all, the most obvious question is, if you know the chronology and the history, Rashi has presented these three historical events in a non-chronological order. The story of Dina's abduction is given happened quite some time before the story of the Shvatim and their mistreatment of Yosef. Surely then, Rashi should have given us the list of these three events in correct chronological historical order. And what makes the question greater is, Nachmer, the mocker from the Pirish Rashi is in Gemara and in Tanchuma. It would appear that Rashi is basing this interpretation on a Gemara Sanhedrin and a Medjus Tanchuma. And in both of those sources, the three events are in fact listed in the correct chronological order. So what prompts Rashi to quote a source differently to how the source tells it to us? There it says, Inu es Dina kum tzemershen. First it tells us about the abduction of Dina. Why then does Rashi switch the order? And seeing as we're looking at the Medrash and the Gemara, you know what? The Medrash and the Gemara actually use different language to what Rashi does in the description of the behavior of the Shvatim. Gimel, in Gemara, unin tanchumez deloshen. Both the Gemara and the Medrash say, Bishchem mochru echov es Yosef. That Shchem is the place where the brothers sold Yosef. So why does Rashi change that and say, This is where the, the Shvatim misstepped. It sounds euphemistic. It sounds like he's undermining the severity of what they did. Which is why, if anything, Rashi should have said what the Medrash and the Gemara say. The expression kilkul, which implies some kind of a misdemeanor, is a word you could use even about something that's not a very serious offense. As Rashi himself says about Ruvain, that even at the time where Ruvain did something that wasn't so out of it wasn't so great, he stood up for his mother's honor, but without considering his father's wishes, and still he's called a kilkul, but he's listed amongst the brothers. Kilkul is usually reserved for something that's not so serious. 
But in this case, we're discussing the fact that the brothers sold Yosef as a slave. It's a very serious issue that much later on, if you remember at the end after Yaakov Avinu passes away, the brothers say, our father said we should tell you to forgive our Pesha. That's a pretty serious type of behavior. And why does Rashi euphemize it and say, no, they just did something minor. Dalit. There's another example of misfortune in Shechem. Why is it not mentioned? In the book of Shoftim we find, which is quite some time before the story of the splitting of the kingdom and Rechavam going to Shechem. There's another example in Tanakh, in, in, in Sefer Shoftim, of misfortune in Shechem. What's the story? There was a man called Avimelech, he went to Shechem, he brought, brought together a whole lot of people, so to speak, to follow his leadership, and then in the end, he killed like 70 people. Why doesn't Rashi include on, on the list of misfortunes in Shechem? Surely it would bolster his case that this is a place that is predisposed to misfortune. Ah, you might say because that was a private affair. Don't say, well, that's because the story of, of, of the Savi Melech was kind of a sidebar issue, didn't affect the whole Jewish nation. Because likewise, the story of the abduction of Dina is also about a private individual and her family, not necessarily something that affected the entire, the entire Jewish community. And the last question is, is Shechem really only about misfortune? On the other hand, Shechem also has a track record for some very positive things that occurred. Rashi has actually told us this already. That Shechem is the place where under the leadership of Yeshua, the Jews committed to the oath to observe Torah. Like it says in Tanakh, that Shechem is the place where Yeshua made this absolute bond between the Jewish people and their commitment to Torah and Mitzvahs. It's a positive place. Not only that, Shechem is the place Avram Avinu was when he was promised that he would have children and that he would gain Eretz Yisrael as his heritage. Very positive things. So what, at the simplest understanding of the Pasuk, Davka forces us to say, that Shechem has to be a place of misfortune. Why? Why can't it also be a place of mixed fortune? So we'll first address the question of Kilkulu Ashvatim, why Rashi seems to diminish the severity of what the, shvatim, of what the Shvatim did. And the truth is, it's actually a very simple explanation when we remember what Rashi also says in this context. The fact that Rashi uses the lesser expression, this is where the Shvatim did something inappropriate. And doesn't use the expression of the Gemara Medrash that this is where they sold Yosef. It's because they didn't sell Yosef there. This is something that Rashi keeps consistent with his understanding of this entire story. When this Ish tells Yosef where his brothers are, he says they have gone to a place called Doison. Rashi explains what's Doison, two things. They have gone to plot to kill you. And the simplest explanation is, 
Doison is the name of a place. And then Rashi says, you never, you never overlook the simplest understanding of a Pasuk. Now, those was Rashi is Moisif Noch Beide Pirushim. The fact that Rashi adds, after giving us two interpretations, one that it's, it implies the fact that they're plotting against him, the second that it's the name of a place, then Rashi tells us, once he's given a deeper and a simpler explanation, is, uh, he tells us after that, Sorry, I skipped a bit. So, the fact that Rashi, after giving the two interpretations, then reminds us that a pasuk must always be understood according to Pshat. Which is not something Rashi commonly does whenever he brings two interpretations, one a more complex and one a more simple explanation. The fact that he says that here is Kavanosit and Mazbrizani is because Rashi wants to illustrate to us as Oichleiten Ershtem Pirush, that even according to the first explanation, that the brothers have now gone to plot Yosef's demise, still is a Mikri Yosem Dei Pshutoi, it still does not. This, uh, undermine the original simple explanation and still on Doison is Doison is a place, a place they actually went to. Does haste, the Mephoshim Sainim Asbury, which means, as the Mephoshim point out, that in that expression, they went to Doison, there are two interpretations, both valid. Firstly, it's a fact. You want to find them? That's where they are. They went to Doisan. That at this stage of the story, the brothers of Yosef have left Shechem and they are now in a new location nearby called Doisan. Number one. And number two, base. Why did they go to Doisan? Because they're plotting against Yosef. Therefore, it's pretty clear as Lashitas Rashi that according to Rashi's explanation of Torah, which is Mikra, the simplest understanding, is Mechiras Yosef, the actual physical cell of Yosef, according to both perspectives, Nit Given in Shem did not happen in Shem, nor in Doison, in a different neighboring townlet called Doison. Which is why Rashi cannot use the same expression, either the Gemara or the Medrash used, that Shem is the place where they sold Yosef, because they didn't sell Yosef in Shem, they sold him in Doison, according to Rashi's interpretation. Now, this is a little different to how Rashi will explain the Gemara Sanhedrin. In Zampiru Shalashas, when Rashi has to explain the Gemara, Bavont Rashi Dikashe Unis Mephoresh, Rashi tackles this issue by saying the following. But Doisan Dechsiv Bikra, when Doisan is described in the Pasuk, Hanukvara Somuch Lishchem, it is a village that is close to Shchem and therefore Menikris Al Shem Shchem. It is called Shchem. When it says in the Gemara that they sold him in Shrem, it means the Shrem municipality, the, Sh- the Shrem region, which includes Doisan. One possibility. In Nami, alternatively, Rashi says, that actually you've got to understand the Gemara over here, based on the, the interpretation of the Medrash, that Doisan means that they were judging Yosef with the intention to kill him. And maybe Doisan is actually not a place, it's just a state of mind or the court that they had convened. That's Rashi explaining the Gemara, which is not Pshat. 
But here, where Rashi is, is, is explaining Chumash, which is Pshutoishomikra, the simplest understanding, well, then we have to assume that Doisan is a place that is not Shrem. It's close to, but isn't Shrem. And it wouldn't really make sense to say that Shem is a place that is predisposed to misfortune because the next door town has misfortune happen in it. Especially when you consider that the Pasuk seems to emphasize the distance. They went from here. They left this place. Went to a different place. A place where they said, let's go to Doisan. So therefore, Therefore, according to the simplest interpretation, it would be really far, uh, difficult to say, as it's given, be difficult to try and explain like Rashi does in the context of the Gemara, that Doisan is named Shechem because it's close enough to Shechem. On the ribbon, therefore, here in Chumash, where Rashi is giving us the simplest explanation, he just simply says, "Is Rashi as Shem is in Shem Shvatim." He simply says, "Shem is where the Shvatim began their derailment. It's where they began their their spiritual regression." But Nitim Mechira, it's not where they actually sold him. Now, in Kalmiza from Kilkul, it's where they did something they shouldn't have done. Now, Midavo Bevashtein. In that case, we have to understand if that's actually the case. And the actual sale of Yosef did not happen in Shem, but in Doisan. So what exactly did the Shvatim do wrong in Shem? They didn't sell Yosef. What did they do? It says, the answer to that is as follows. So what Rashi wants us to know is this. When you read the story and you say, oh, Shem, that's a place that is inclined to misfortune, you'll probably imagine, you'll probably imagine that what the Torah is telling us is, Yosef now arrived in a place, which is a place that for all people who ever enter it, always brings misfortune. Look, there's other things that happened. I'll give you a list. Bad things happened there. And therefore you would imagine, oh, Yosef lands up in a place that is filled with misfortune, so misfortune happens to him too, and he gets sold. Rashi doesn't want us to understand it that way. Rather, to be clear to us, Rashi, that that's not what he wants to tell us, that Shem has this far-reaching, massive Nature and history of misfortune, you know, like he says in Pasha Shlach, that there's certain lands that cause people to grow to be powerful and others that cause people to grow to be weak. Don't think that Shem is a place that causes misfortune to happen. So in Pshat from Mochon in order that you don't misunderstand that that's what Rashi meant when he said Shem is a place that is predisposed to misfortune. To give us that message that Shem is not the epicenter of misfortune, Rashi deliberately switches the chronological order and the first thing he puts on the list is that the fact that the Shvatim did something inappropriate in this place. Vos. Dos is taka dimurish or peronis vagan velchas retzer doin de psukim. 
Why does Rashi do it? Because that is the example of misfortune that is relevant to our context. And who is the subject of this part of the Torah? Ben It was something that would be a misfortune for Yosef. That's what Rashi wants to tell us. Was there mit macht Rashi klor? Rashi wants to be clear to us as mit When Rashi says Shem is a place that is predisposed to misfortune, Mainte benegale frat is not saying it is across the board for all people who've ever been there. He's talking specifically not b'shaychas to Yosef. In Yosef's experience, Shem will be a place of misfortune. Because this is the place that is related to the fact that he's about to get sold. In other words, what Rashi is telling us is the arrival in Shechem, first of the brothers and subsequently of Yosef. That's what starts the ball rolling that's eventually going to lead to the sale of Yosef. Because as we're about to learn, that's where the Shvatim began to look at Yosef in an inappropriate light and plot against him. In the full movement, which helps us to understand, as the Rashi brings, if Rashi wants us to know that the specific message here is Shem is bad news for Yosef, if that's true, then the other examples that he quotes, Sham Inu es Dina, that this is where Dina was abducted, Sham Nechlokom Alkus Beis David Chule, this is where the kingdom of David and Melech was split. That is linked to the fact that for Yosef, this is a bad space. Which we'll explain. So let's first understand how Rashi knows that Shem is bad for Yosef specifically rather than bad for everybody. What prompts Rashi to this interpretation is the fact that there's something about the words Rashi quoted that don't necessarily make sense and actually raise a big question. Which words? Look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk goes that Yaakov says to Yosef, I want you to go check up on your brothers. And then the Pasuk, the same Pasuk tells us, and he sent him to Shechem. And then the same Pasuk concludes, and Yosef arrived in Shechem. And then in a new Pasuk, we get told what happens in Shechem. Doesn't make sense, right? It should have said, Yaakov sent Yosef to Shechem, and the Pasuk. New Pasuk, Yosef arrives in Shechem, and the following things happen. Why is it that split? So Ish the fact is that the Torah does not want us to think he arrived in Shechem and the following important things happened. The Torah wants, to know, wants us to know arriving in Shechem is independently important. It's independently significant. Something happens here. Something relevant to Yosef's sale. The Torah doesn't want us to know, okay, he got to Shechem, that's just for location, now let's get on with the story. It is relevant for us to know he gets to Shechem. That is part of the story. Arriving in Shechem is part of the story. Isn't it moving? Doesn't make sense. What's so relevant to the story? He arrives in Shechem and the brothers are not there. Now in Doisan, they've already moved to the next place, Doisan. Then surely 
all we need to know about Yosef going into Shechem is that it's a transit stop on the way to Doisan where he's actually going to encounter his brothers. It's surely just that he goes through Shechem and continues on his way to Zainabrinda in Doisan until he meets his brothers in Doisan. Now, of course, we have mentioned that for the flow of the story, we've got to know that he got to Shrem, looked around, didn't see his brothers, bumped into the Ish, the Ish told him and went to Doisa. So we need that information for the flow of the story. But why is Vayovo Shema put into its own piece? As if it's a separate a separate story too and he was told about Sodeh and all those things as hod gekon shtein the Torah could have told us really simply vayim tzoyo ish bishchem a man found him in shchem okay now we know that he got to shchem v'inegoyim and he was lost in the field the fact that the Torah emphasizes that he arrived in Shechem is surely superfluous information. That's what catches Rashi's attention. Those are the two words he uses as the headline for his spirit because those are the words that give him the insight into everything he's going to tell us. What's he going to tell us? He came to Shechem meaning We need to know that Yaakov arrives at a destination that is predisposed to negative things in his life. The first being the unraveling of the, sh- the Shvatim's relationship with their brother. Yosef's arrival in Shechem is not just a sidebar detail about the story of how he went from his father to his brothers. It's actually a key element of the story. When he gets to Shechem, we can now say Yosef has arrived in the place where the entire concoction of his Peronios, of his misfortune, is happening. Doten, sorry, so M, let's go back. Because that's where the Shvatim started to do what they shouldn't have done. And yes, realistically, the sale takes place in Doisan. But the misbehavior of the Shvatim began while they were in Shechem. That's where they began to put together the plan to get rid of Yosef. As the Ish tells him, this is where they've been plotting to get rid of you. That's what Rashi wants us to know. Don't think that Shechem is just a side part of the story. It's an integral part of the story. It's the beginning of Yosef's misfortune. misfortune. Ah, what about the other examples, Dina and Malchus based David? That all goes back to the story of what it was that the brothers didn't like about Yosef. Or, put it differently, what got Yosef into trouble. The link between the other two examples, the abduction of Dina and the split of David's kingdom. To the idea that Shechem is a place of misfortune for Yosef specifically, Rashi's already built us up towards that. Rashi had free and Rashi already explained as Yosef, are you magid li'oviv? 
that the things that Yosef used to tell his father about his brothers, which is why they were upset at him, included things like that they ate which uh, even at, before Matan Torah is not permitted. And they were <coughs> demeaning to the, the, those brothers who were born to Bila and Zilpah and they used to call them servants. And they were suspic- suspected of uh, inappropriate behavior. Says Rashi, and for each of those three things, something happened in Yosef's life as a consequence. The fact that he accused them of eating so they slaughtered a goat's uh, a goat and put the blood onto his clothes to give Yosef uh, to give Yaakov the impression that he had died. Val Dibar for the fact that he spoke about them and said that they called their brothers slaves. Levanimkar he was sold as a slave. And the fact that he accused them of inappropriate behavior, he had to face the temptation of and the overtures of Potiphar's wife. Now, now that we know that Yosef's consequences for his behavior are in three areas, Okay, so there's, th- there's three different kinds of, so to speak, consequence or punishment that Yosef's going to face. If Shechem is the place where that process begins, it's the place that is prepared for Peronius misfortune for Yosef. So you have to expect then, is to in Yosef's raid breeder. Then Shechem has to be a place that illustrates three kinds of punishment or misfortune, each of which links to one of the behaviors that Yosef did that wasn't considered appropriate. So, so he accuses them of Ever Menachai. As a result of that, they want to kill him, and they do actually slaughter, slaughter an animal and use the blood in part of the cover story. So, the entire theme there is the theme of killing, of murder. So that obviously is linked to the consequences he'd face for accusing them of eating what they shouldn't have eaten. And that played out in the story with the shechting of the goat. So that's the one that relates to Yosef himself directly. The fact that, that Shechem is also a place where Dina was abducted that's what makes Shechem a place where there are consequences for inappropriate relations. He accused his brothers of inappropriate relations. Of relations. Shechem is a place of inappropriate relations, the abduction of Dina. So therefore, his Muchan Leporonius, he is now suited to a misfortune along those lines, which is that as a result of being sold, he's going to have to stand up to Potiphar's wife. And the fact that Shechem is the place where in the future the kingdom of David would be split. Which implies obviously that there was a group within the Jewish community that showed disrespect to David HaMelech and his kingdom. And who were those people? Descendants of Yosef. That ties perfectly with the concept that here Yosef had called them out for disrespect of their brothers, which is linked to the disrespect of David Amelech's kingdom. 
And therefore, it's Muchan Leperonis. This is a place that is suited for the consequences of speaking about or sharing that disrespect. That he becomes disrespected and becomes an Evid. In other words, Rashi is not telling us these things because of their historical significance, but because of their thematic significance. Each of these examples links back to a key part of the story of the breakdown in relationship between Yosef and his brothers, which obviously led to the treatment by Yosef's brothers of Yosef. And so therefore, that automatically answers the questions we raised earlier. The fact that there are other misfortunes. Yes, there were other misfortunes in Shechem, but they're not on the themes. So they're not relevant to this conversation and they're certainly not relevant to Yosef's story. And the fact that there were positive things in Shechem is also irrelevant. Because the simple reading of the Pasuk is, this is a place where the misfortune of Yosef's future begins. Whereas the context, context of Shechem for other people, for the rest of the Jewish community. Not only is it not necessarily negative, to the country, it's actually a place where there was this incredible dedication of Jewish people to Torah under the guidance of Yeshua. There is no statement over here that Shechem is a fundamentally bad place, but rather a statement that in Yosef's journey, the specific misfortune Yosef would experience, which relates to three specific behaviors of his, are in turn linked to three specific incidents in history, which all tie the destiny of Shem, Yosef, and those particular incidents together.